0: Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly brought to you by Soggy Acres Retrievers. My name is Jeff Fuller. I've been breeding dogs for over 20 years and it is my passion. We love putting best friends in people's homes and selling them that dream. That dream of riding the truck next to you, running around the field on a hunt, or just being a best friend at your house. If you're looking for a high quality Labrador Retriever puppy, please check our website out as www.soggyacres.com, or you can call me at 262-215-9683 or email me, sportingdogtv at gmail.com. Remember, whether it's yellow, black, or chocolate, everyone deserves a soggy dog. I am going to be the first to admit that sometimes kennels are kind of unsightly in the house. My wife, for years, was telling me how we needed to find something that wasn't just a kennel, but a piece of furniture. She showed me DCT kennels a long time ago, and we finally got with them, and we have partnered with them as a sponsor for Sporting Dog Adventures. DCT kennels is more than a kennel. It's a piece of furniture. It is high-quality, American-made, and something you need as a focal point in your home. For more information, check out DCTKennels.com. You will not be disappointed. Welcome to the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast. I am your host, Jeff Fuller, and I am coming to you from the kind of a dreary Southern Wisconsin day here at Soggy Acres Retrievers, main property, our kennel. and. We have a fun show this time of year. The phone rings off the hook, so we are going to talk about Christmas puppies. I also want to talk about, in our dog tip uh, segment, how do you choose which dogs to breed together if you run a good quality program? And then lastly, I want to talk to you about what a long hunting season It was and uh, I'm at the conclusion of it I really I boy if I go out one more time I'd be surprised I may go out a day or two but pretty much we're done and I have to say I'm really glad I get to sleep in and not get up at 4 a.m. I know not many people get to say that but I hunted a lot this year and I am worn out I'm ready to get back to I guess regular life get back to the kennel working with dogs and Still looking toward an eye for next season. But anyway, I digress. I wanted to talk to you about the title of Christmas Puppies. My goodness, does the phone ring off the hook from about mid-November to mid-December. And we also get many, many people that just want to stop by because they want to see what we have that's available. When you are buying from a, a, a... Person that has a good reputation, a good quality kennel, the chance of getting a Christmas puppy are about zero because we take deposits on pups and those puppies are already spoken for months before. Not necessarily so they're Christmas puppies, quote, quote, but just wanting a puppy and people are putting six months of thought into it. They're on a list, they're putting deposits down. So when you're calling around, You're probably not going to find much of worth from someone that's been in the business for a while and has a good reputation. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't find a nice puppy. But again, if you have someone that's been doing it the correct way and they've got years of experience, they've got a following, people are waiting 6 to 12 months for a puppy, the old Christmas puppy is just not going to be there. With that said, my gosh, there is so much desperation in parents' voices where they decide, I'm going to get a puppy. I get it. Dogs are great things, but folks, you got to do the responsible thing. You're buying a living being. You need to make good choices on temperament, health, and reputation of the place you're buying them from and not expect these same breeders to be like a petting zoo where you can just come over, pet one, and buy it. It's just not going to happen. And you have many folks that make terrible mistakes where they get dogs that don't have that off switch. They're bouncing off the walls. You get dogs that have health issues. You get dogs that have genetic issues. There's more to breeding dogs than just putting two dogs together. So you want to make sure that you are being responsible so that you are finding a good quality dog and you want to make sure that you are taking the time. I mean, that's ultimately what is most important is taking the time so that you're getting a great dog so that you have this dog as your best friend for the next 10 to 15 years. Now, with that said, we will have people that will contact us and say, I want a Christmas puppy. And I will tell people, hey, I don't have any, but if you want to get a dog from us, we always have ideas for you. What we've done in the past is we have issued people a certificate that says that they're getting a puppy from Soggy Acres Retrievers. You can wrap that with a small stuffed animal so that the kids or your wife or your husband or whoever you're buying the dog from opens it and gets that level of excitement of, oh my gosh, I'm getting a puppy. I understand that it is not a living, breathing thing. You don't have to poke holes in the box, but you need to think about it. You need to look at it and you need to do what's right because if you get yourself in the position where you are just buying a puppy just to buy one, you are more than likely going to have... Far more issues than you can even imagine. There are so many bad things in breeds. And all breeds have it. So if you're not genetically testing dog, for dogs for those different things, you can end up with something that's a heartbreak where you're putting $10,000, dollars $30,000 into your animal because you love them. But they're still going to have a shortened life and probably not a quality life like you would want. You get people that will buy a puppy on the offshoot for someone that hasn't thought it through themselves and then their life is too busy and the dog is now a burden. The dog is now in the way. The dog is now, it's just not the right time. So you want to make sure you're thinking it through that way. And folks, just even if it's like with Labrador Retrievers when you have two dogs, if they are high-powered entitled dogs, I hear some people and have seen on, on social media where people are like, that's what you need to buy from. Some of those dogs, if put together, the puppies don't have an off switch, which means that you have something that is just bouncing off the walls constantly, which you're not going to enjoy the dog. It's going to have behavioral issues, and it's just not going to be what your dream is. When you're buying a puppy, you're buying a dream. You're buying that dream of riding the truck next to you. You're buying the dream of going out in the field and working on a waterfall hunt. You're buying that dream of being in that upland uh, field, seeing roosters flush. Maybe it's that your your dream is to run competition, or maybe it's just to have that floppier dog that's going to sit with you on the couch and keep you company. Dogs are great things, but understand that this is a 10 to 15 year commitment, so don't be time dependent when you are choosing a puppy. Again, if you are going to buy a dog for Christmas and there are none available from a good quality breeder with a, with a great reputation, don't run to the puppy store. Don't run to someone that has a poor reputation. Buy from someone that has a good reputation and think of something creative inside the box, because outside the box, well, yeah, okay, that was a bad, bad pun for, for Christmas. But put something inside the box, like a stuffed animal and a stock certificate, saying, you are getting a puppy from Soggy Acres Retrievers. It is something that will get them excited. You still have that to look forward to. And you can then get a puppy from the kennel that you want. You can get a puppy that has the health clearances, health guarantees, the titles, the the great pedigree. All of that is available. You just might have to wait a few few months longer. So that is the end of our Christmas puppy Uh, Christmas puppy section. Again, I would guess that between now and Christmas, I will get somewhere in the neighborhood of about 40 calls for people frantically wanting to buy a puppy at the last minute. We don't have Black Friday specials here either. It's just something that people get in their mind. They're like, that's what I want. I get it. I love dogs too. Take the time. Up next, we're going to talk about how I pick and how good breeders pick a pairing between a male and a female on your dog tip section. And then the last part will be the hunting section where I'm probably going to get some hate mail on this, but I want to talk about my season and wow, am I exhausted? I gave it my all this year, had a great season and we'll talk about that in the last part of the show. So we're going to have all that and more coming up after this. Here at the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, we are all about the dogs. As our listeners we want to thank you all for listening. We want to ask you a favor. Please give us a five-star rating. Give us a thumbs up. Share us with your friends. If you can't support us financially, go to Anchor Support and support us there. We are only as strong as our fans and your help that you give us where we are going to spread our love for dogs and dogs in the field. Please share it to your friends and family. Please help us grow. Thank you again so much for listening to us. God bless. Happy holidays from our sponsors at Trupanion, medical insurance for the life of your pet. With, your, with Trupanion's Breeder Support Program, breeders can gift their buyers a special offer of Trupanion policy coverage when they pick up their new puppies. If you're a breeder like me, it's a great way to give you and your buyers peace of mind. To learn more and sign up for Trupanion's free Breeder Support Program, visit trupanioncom slash breeder and be sure to tell them that Sporting Dog Adventure sent you. Hey, welcome back to the show. So, I don't think people realize the thought that you put into your genetics and the traits you want in a puppy when you're pairing the parents. And this is something that, especially when you're first starting your kennel, you're kind of dialing things in. You're trying to figure what you want to put out as the perfect dog with look, with drive, with temperament, all those things. And then you are using your pairings and choosing from other people's genetics by using their stud dogs and kind of trying to get to the point where you have that perfect puppy. I've been doing this now. I think I had my first litter in the year 2000. So, wow, I'm old. Quite a while. And it is something where we have our lines pretty much dialed in. I don't breed to a whole lot of dogs outside of our lines, because I like to evaluate my dogs. Uh, for instance, we got two new stud dogs, Sidekickers Sherman's March and Sidekickers Red Baron. I brought both bought both these dogs from someone, but I had the dogs first shipped to my house to see what their temperaments were like. I wanted a dog that was highly trainable, but a fun dog in the house. Tank is a clown. Ace is a cuddle bug. And then they dominate in the field. So it was making sure that I had that. Then you breed a couple of litters to see what the puppies are like. And then from there, it just turns into, okay, this is a good match with my kennel. And you can breed them to your females that you've already kept out of your lines. Uh, Like with our kennel, we have eight different lines. So we've got generations of dogs that have created these lines. We know what each line is. And there are some of them. Where you would want a dog that maybe had a little bit more ability to take pressure on some of our lines. Some of the some of the uh, uh, female lines are they're they're soft in the sense of they don't take as pressure pressure as good. Which quite honestly, for clients, would rather have that. But you want to put out that perfect dog. So you're always tinkering with it. So that's why we got uh, Tank for our chocolate lines. He just seemed to have it for for breeding to our girls that were a little softer. And then. We have also had lines that we've stopped. I had one line that was incredibly, incredibly vocal. I <laughs> stopped the line. Really, some talented dogs came out of that line, but it was just something where if I've got a dog that is vocal and it's genetic, I can't pass that on to clients when they want a waterfall hunt. With that specific line, that was our Sidegakers Maddie Lou line, They just, she just had so much drive that she was just geeked. She just couldn't contain herself when she could not go out and just run. We sold them to people, letting people know, like, hey, this dog's really going to struggle staying quiet and a blind, but it'd be a great upland dog, great pet. And ended up moving away from that line after we tried to breed a couple of males in to soften it, and it didn't work. Um, and then Ace, our new black stud dog, he is just great because he is just, he's mellow, he's chill, but he just is a rock in the field. When I look at future lines, uh, we've got frozen semen from Rommel, frozen semen from Pickett. And kind of crazy, in the dog world, you can actually save puppies or you can actually keep puppies out of lines. And within three to four generations, which is only about eight years to ten years, you can have a complete opposite pedigree of what you used as a stud dog ten years earlier. So our goal is to eventually crossbreed back into our uh, picket and rama lines and have them for stud dogs sometime in the future and then what we'll do is we'll probably save uh, frozen semen from tank and ace and again we'll have that so that in 20 years we can cross back into that so it's always having a little bit of thought that you're putting into it it's always you have to have some vision and it's it's again it's looking at your lines as a breeder and being honest with yourself about okay What do I want to add? What do I want to tame? What do I want to have in looks? There's always something that you look at if you're trying to put out the perfect puppy for your clients. And that is just some of what goes through my mind as I look at future pairings. Again, all of our dogs, they're solid if we mix them together. I do have other stud dogs I use. And what I'll do is actually keep puppies out of stud dogs outside our lines because then I can still use my own stud dogs. But... It is something that we have great lines, we have a lot of talent, and it's just having a little bit of vision. So I hope that helps kind of give you an idea of what it's like as a dog breeder and for someone that's putting out these pairings. It just I, it, it might help you as you're trying to choose a kennel for yourself in the future for buying a puppy. So that is it for the dog tip part. Now, the last part is going to be about hunting season. My season is pretty much finally over. And I will say that, yes, I'm sad when hunting closes, but I also need some time to recharge. So we'll have all that more coming up after this. If you're a serious person about the outdoors, or you love shooting, or you just want a great hobby, or all of the above, you need to check out Mech Outdoors. From their shot shell and metallic reloading to their clay target machines, you will get a quality product that will give you so much more enthusiasm about your participation in the outdoors, and also a great hobby that you can do with the whole family. Check out mechoutdoors.com for more. For the last 10 years, I've bought all my vehicles from the Boucher Automotive Group in Janesville. If you want to get a great Ram truck or a great Ford truck, my son actually bought a used Chevy truck from them. They have fair prices. They have a knowledgeable, honest staff. And they really stand behind their products. You can go on their websites, frankboucherchrysler.net or gordyboucher4.com and find out the inventory they have. Again, I know everyone's saying that it's so hard to find a vehicle. We've bought three vehicles this year during a time that, quote unquote, you can't find them. They have what you need and they're a great company to work with. Check out Boucher. They ride with you every mile. Welcome back to the show. Now, I'm going to get some hate on this because I am the guy that is incredibly fortunate. My buddies will tell you that I am married to a unicorn. My wife, she's one of a kind. She lets me buy hunting land. She lets me go as much as I want. And I am, I am too lucky. I've hit the point. That I no longer want to get up at 4 a.m. I uh, from from teal season in Wisconsin, which starts September 1st through our gun deer season that just ended uh, right at, right at the end of November. I can say that I've had a few times where the alarm went off and I didn't go out. I just I'm worn out, not getting sleep. I don't know what it is. I get excited for the hunt. I end up uh, when I'm when I have uh, I'm up at our hunting camp and I've got people up. I only get about four or five hours of sleep. I just can't sleep. I get too excited, and I finally hit the point where I think I'm lazy or old or I'm lazy and old. And I just I I really enjoy sleepy did. Uh, it's 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 nice waking up in the morning and rolling over in my warm bed and not being tired and out in the cold. And it is something where I had a season where. It, it was a it was a neat season. I learned so much this year. waterfall hunting we did pretty poorly, but I still think I learned a lot for the future and I learned a lot about my properties in the different areas that I hunt uh deer season we started out like a house of fire. I missed what would be the buck of a lifetime for so many people, including myself, just a monster. Uh, just didn't have patience. I ended up connecting on a really nice 8-point uh, buck that was uh, about a 125-inch deer. And then helped Clayton find his 8-point uh, buck that was about a 130-inch deer a little later in the season. We had a great season taking two really good bucks. Very fortunate to have hunting land now that we pass on the smaller ones and can wait until we get those deer into that 130 or bigger range. Just it was it was just a fun year. It was a year that I learned so much, but I need about two months now to catch up on my sleep, get myself back in shape, because you don't get a whole lot of exercise when you're when you're sitting in a duck blind or, or sitting in a tree for a deer. And start looking toward next year. As I look toward next year, Clayton and I are going out to uh, Wyoming on an elk hunt, and then I'm already concocting different ideas I have for food plots that will help both the waterfall, big game, and upland on our property. So I hope everyone had a great season like we did. I know a lot of people still have so much season to go. I'm very happy that that alarm will not go off at 4 a.m. for a while now. But at the same time, I'm sure that in a couple of weeks, I'm going to want to be back out and hit the field. With that said, when I get to that point, we'll probably go to some release bird pheasant hunts with the kids Get some exercise, get out there and run the dogs. So I hope everyone else had a great Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for listening to us. Please support our sponsors. Please give us a five-star rating, thumbs up, follow us. If you want to support us through Anchor Support Financially, we appreciate anything you can do to help us spread our love for dogs and hunting with dogs in the field. Have a great week, everyone. Take care and God bless. Boarding dog adventures run, boy run Everything you need is here under the sun Everything you need is here under the sun